Bright Sounds, the voice of Bright World. Hello and welcome back to Bright Sound, Bright World Guardianship's podcast channel. My name is Leah Ferris and, well, it is safe to say that this term so far and the build-up to the autumn half term contained all the elements we have come to expect in our ever-changing and ever-demanding roles as educational guardians. With a team that thrives under pressure and with one lockdown already under our belts, it is even safer to say that uh, everyone here has remained calm and resilient throughout. With more plot twists than a Hollywood movie, I'm talking to the heroes leading the charge. Guardianship Care Manager Robbie Piper, our Director of Guardianship and Operations Sue Warren, and Charlotte Hampson, our Director of Sales and Marketing. Charlotte, as one of our many Bright World heroes, I'm going to hand this over into your capable hands. Thank you very much, Leah, for that introduction. And hello to Robbie and Sue. Hello. Hello. How are you both getting on? Yes. yes very well. Good. Good. Thanks so much for taking the time out seriously from your busy schedules, because I know um, that we are just all starting to, to feel it now, aren't we? It has been very what's the word I'm looking for? Very, it's been complicated, it's been tough at times, but we've managed to get through the start of term. So it's not all that bad. Good, good. And so before we talk more about half term, I just wanted to, to check on our quarantine students and ask you how they've all been getting on. Um, yes, so we did run our first quarantine and settling in programme um for obviously the large amount of students that needed quarantine when they started the academic year it was very very successful um we've been quarantining since mid-august um until around mid-october having approximately 50 students um all of them left very well um and it's been great feedback and it's proven to be really really successful i think that's been brilliant because obviously we've, we've never had to run a quarantine uh, program before have we before um before the start of, of term so it's been so good to hear that the students actually enjoyed themselves um i'm sure that's been quite a good uh, positive feeling for all the guardianship team has it robbie uh, yes no definitely and i wanted to ask you as well robbie did you ever think that the students would come back um, and now that they have um, I wondered how the half term panned out for your students specifically um, and whether most of them opted to stay here in the UK and for those that did go home whether they had any difficulties at the airport. Okay so back mid lockdown probably back May June time uh, there was definitely um, a bit of concern as to how many students we think would come back mm -hmm. um, and now the academic year is in full swing and, and we've definitely got a lot more students back than I thought we would. Um, in terms of the actual half term um, I believe it went well uh, the majority of the students did stay in the UK um, a lot of the schools did stay open um, and a lot of the students or parents as well did prefer them to stay in schools when they could. 
uh, but for the students who did return home, um, they were mainly going back to countries where there was already uh, travel corridors in place. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't as much of, of quarantining after the half term, although we did have a few because of uh, Italy did get taken off the travel corridor um, at very short notice to the half term. Yes, and that sent kind of shockwaves through through the team, I, I believe. And, and it was really not expected, especially for our Italian students that, that had already boarded flights home. That was a surprise for everybody, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and, and so going on to the government guidance, uh, Sue, so just passing on to you now, mm -hmm. um, it's quite clear and it, and it helps us to know exactly how to act in the event that one of our students becomes unwell um, with suspected COVID-19. And I just wondered how it helped you when one of our students began showing symptoms before the half term began. Um, yes, as you mentioned, it is very clear, which has helped us a lot. And it even does go so far as to reference international students that um, don't have any family residence in the UK. So they actually use that as an example in their guidance. So it has been extremely useful for us. Um, we've been working with schools, obviously we find out, the schools let us know that one of our students is showing symptoms. So we've been talking with them and let them know about this guidance, letting them know that they do at that point have to be isolated um, and that a test will have to be carried out on the student. Um, and we even had one, one circumstance in the in half term um, when this particular student was staying in school anyway, but we did get um, a call to say that she had um, symptoms. Um, so we, we let the school know about this guidance. They had her tested and it did turn out that she was COVID positive. Um, so this guidance has been really, really great for us. And everybody. exactly. And also, sorry to inter interject there, but to obviously protect our host families um, and our residential staff, it was so vital that you earmarked that when you did to the school that the symptoms, you know, were showing and actually the protocol was for them to be tested at school. Because I think initially there was a bit of confusion, wasn't there, that actually maybe a test should be carried out and they should be moved to a family if they had symptoms um so as you said it's been it's been so uh, it's been a lot to learn for all of us but having that guidance there um it is very very helpful mm, absolutely yes it's critical for us the guidance from the government and so robbie um moving on to our host family COVID safe plan, um, which also contains a lot of guidance uh, from the Department for Education, but it means that our families actually had to agree to form a household for the whole of half term, um, meaning that if somebody within the household, the newly formed household, uh, became symptomatic, then they would actually agree to isolate together. Um, and I just wondered if you could tell us if this plan was needed or, or you needed to reference this plan at half term and, and how you handled that basically? Yes, yeah, so uh, the, this plan uh, wasn't um, needed as such over the, the half term holidays. Um, mm -hmm. However, 
uh, we did have a host family. Um, the hostess is a teacher and um, she'd been contacted by the, uh, the tracing system, Track and Trace, um, letting her know that she'd been in contact with someone who had tested positive. Um, so one of her students. Um, so she had to isolate at home um, whilst hosting our students. Um, so although she didn't show any symptoms, she did get a test and she isolated. Um, but luckily that test did come back as negative and it was within 48 hours or so. Uh, but that was a kind of a close kind of scare for us where we might have had to implement uh, the whole bubble as such as isolating as one unit. Yeah, because I think conversations I've had, I mean, I obviously have most of the conversations with new parents that haven't yet chosen Brightwood as their guardian, but most of them were quite shocked, actually, that, that our host families had had all agreed um, to, you know, kind of go into a isolation um, if their student became positive and to keep them there, actually, even past the half-term holiday. So it's good to have that plan in place and it hasn't been needed which is good but if it is I guess for future holidays um we'll we'll be on the ball yeah um and, and so Sue we we actually just going back to the student that, that um that did um have suspected COVID can you tell us how she is now um yeah we've had we've actually had a couple that have been COVID positive um and they're all now out of their um, isolation period um, so it's 10 days after the initial symptoms show um, one particular student um, actually came, came out of isolation on Halloween so she she's fine all of our students are now absolutely 100% um, healthy and fine um, earlier on the symptoms did differ um, one particular student was uh, had a very high fever for quite a lot of the time um, and did feel very weak um, oh. so they have round-the-clock care obviously their parents were always informed we were speaking them it, to them as well all the time um, so it, it, it it's turned out fine now no one has any um, ongoing issues or anything um, so they're all they're all very healthy now, which is good. And I think that's really important that you mentioned. Sorry, Leah, you were going to speak then. I, I just no, I was I was just saying it's good it's good to know that they're all better now. Mm. Sort of thinking, <laughs> think about makes you feel you know. I'm I'm happy to know that they're all uh, back on their feet. Yes, I know, and I think especially with the the younger children, we know that symptoms aren't always as bad in in, in younger people. We know. Um, that, that on the whole they do tend to um, to come through the illness uh, very quickly and, and successfully but obviously their mental health um, is something of of a concern and importance to us as guardians so I think having the support from, from you guys and the guardianship team and their buddies during that period of isolation or where they're anxiously uh, awaiting results must be a real of real uh, reassurance to their parents especially yes um, I mean parents all, all sets of parents were very grateful for obviously our contribution the school's contribution um, and the local coordinators and every every source around them really 
and were all there to support the student why they were going through this terrible time. Exactly. And, and obviously going back to the host families, I mean, it isn't the only option, is it, Robbie, for, for students during the holidays and during half term. Uh, we also had students that chose our Relax and Revise programme at Cambridge Melchior College. It's obviously in its, its fourth year, I think, of operation now. And I just wondered if you could tell us how the students got on there at half term. Yes, so um, very, very popular um, again this year. And as you said, it's in its fourth year of operation. Um, so we had close to 20 students attend over the half term. Um, our, our standard uh, programmes do offer lots of excursions. Um, however, unfortunately, due to the government guidelines that we had in place, these excursions weren't actually uh, possible over the half term. Um, so these were replaced um, by those local trips out and activities on site, um, such as movie nights and baking, and also a par—sorry, uh, sorry, let me repeat that, a pumpkin <laughs> carved competition, uh, which was judged by our marketing team as well. And prizes were awarded to the first, second and third place. So I think yes. they have all... Um, uh, they all had a, a lot of um, fun and a lot of activities to participate in and uh, since the half term we have had a parent actually contact the centre directly to pass on their praise and gratitude um, for their child having such a great time there. Um, so I think it it's really, really good, good I think isn't it when you get that feedback such early you know so early on because they've only just returned to, back to school haven't they lots of them. Yeah of course and, and to, to with the lack of excursions that we were able to do and the replacement activities that we were able to put in uh, it's good to see that the, the students still enjoyed their time there every time i hear about the residential programs that these kids get to go i feel so jealous i get <laughs> i want to do them too these sound great oh no i, know, <laughs> Leah, I, I, I think they've got a vacancy if you wanted to try out yes <laughs> Leah, you should have seen the pumpkins. I don't know if you've seen on, on social media, but the pumpkin competition that, that Robbie mentioned, these pumpkins were actually amazing and really artistically produced. We had, we had one boy that had been really inspired by Phantom of the Opera and he'd actually given us the reason behind his artistic choices. And I was kind of blown away. I didn't expect them to be, you know, so well thought through. And they really, really had, had put a lot of effort in. An artist after my own heart. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, back to, back to quarantine now. I know that's a word that we've heard a lot um, within the world of guardianship um, over the last, however many months but obviously the travel corridors list is something you must all refer to very frequently in the guardianship team um, and we've spoken about Italy coming off that that travel safe list um, and I just wondered how how the students from Italy were doing I know we mentioned this this earlier um, and whether they were back at school and how how they got on with with that change um, so as Robbie and yourself touched upon earlier on, um, it was a curveball for us, um, Italy being added onto the quarantine list. Um, it came in the middle of half term, so we man managed to catch some students before they went back home and consequently they never did. Um, but we had students that had already gone back home 
um, and on some occasions the schools were able to assist in the quarantine. Um, however, we did get a lot of emergency um, requests for us to help out with our quarantine program. Um, so we do have students still there um, and they will be there for I think about another, they've got about another 10, 11 days to go. Um, so all going well, all healthy, which is obviously the main concern. Um, mm -hmm. But yes, it's still going on and no doubt it's, it will be there for whenever it's needed. Yes, that's great. And obviously uh, talking back now, um, looking back to Christmas or looking ahead to Christmas, I know that those students that are wanting to go home in some cases will need a, a fit to fly certificate and a, and a test before traveling. And I just wondered, Sue, again, um, how you and all of the guardianship care managers are, are handling that new challenge, shall we say? Um, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It has been very hard, <laughs> very hard. Well, you haven't been enjoying the new, the new <laughs> testing uh, requirements for all of the countries across the world. No, I haven't, um, especially um, as some of the countries seem to change them quite frequently, their requirements. Um, so at the moment, um, we have been able to assist all our parents in getting tests for students that do want to fly home. Um, it is complicated. Um, it, is, it is just about doable. Um, and we are getting through it um, and yeah so it is, it is it is hard but we are helping as much as we can um, for the students that still wish to go home to be able to get home. I believe yes. in you too. <laughs> I believe you can do it Sue and obviously working together if anything good has come out of this whole um, pandemic, it has been the fact that we, I don't think we've ever worked so closely with, with boarding schools than we have um, during this time and working together to make sure students are traveling safely back to the UK or getting home and, and working to make sure they're safe. It's been, um, it's been really positive in that, in that respect, I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Communication is key, I think, is the catchphrase of 2020. <laughs> yes, definitely. And Zoom, that's another word we've yes. heard of. <laughs> um, and, and so, yeah, so Robbie, um, just finishing and just rounding off with you. Obviously, we're all preparing today um, for our final day before going back into a second national lockdown. Um, obviously all personally dealing with the with the challenges that that's going to bring us um, but in the way of guardianship I wondered how that's affected your plans um, we're looking ahead obviously to the Exiat weekend which is where uh, for our listeners that don't know that's when the boarding schools close and when international students normally have to go to their guardian um, and I just wondered whether that's still going ahead um, because of the lockdown and also talking about Christmas again, what students are going to do then. Of course. So um, plans are in place for the extra weekends for all of our students. Um, we've had uh, kind of a bit of a, a hiccup or a nervous moment um, when the lockdown got um, announced. Uh, but we have had it confirmed by DfE that students will be able to leave school to, to stay with host families 
um, or with school friends and their families. Um, so that's all good to go. However, we do have a lot of schools that are, are choosing to remain open um, anyway. So some students still have the choice of remaining in school if they prefer to do so. Um, in regards to the Christmas, um, there's a lots of options available um, for the students. Uh, we have our residential program uh, at Cambridge Melchior College uh, that's running over the Christmas period. Uh, they can, again, stay with host families. Um, we obviously we look to see if their ongoing host family is available in the first instance, but that is an option for them. Um, they do have um, the alternative of flying home as well. But again, as previously mentioned, they do need to get all the tests and everything um, sorted before they can fly for a lot of the countries. Um, so the residential programmes, we also do the Bournemouth one and there's one in Padworth as well that our students can choose from. So they're based all over the UK um, for almost the, the students kind of choice as such. Yeah, and I think that's been, um, must be a hope of some, um, some comfort to parents that are asking for their children to stay in the UK, that we do have, you know, four different options for them uh, mm -hmm. available. And obviously we are encouraging them, aren't we Sue, to, if possible opt for a residential option only because it is such a long period of time um and when we we didn't all expect to be going back into a second national lockdown so being within a residential center um, they would have a lot more space to move around freely um, and they would have you know the potential to actually enjoy enjoy the christmas period and not feel as if they were in lockdown um, so let's hope that they all make up their minds very, very soon as to what they're going to do. Yes, yeah, it does also help um, with students that want to be with their friends um, or they might have relatives um, in different parts of the country. So having one point where they can stay together over Christmas, it's, um, it's, it's really, we get really good feedback from the parents when we obviously give all the options but they, they do like that option for that reason no oh, absolutely I can, I can i can see the benefits of, of so many of these and as we already know i'm partial to the residential because you get to go and bake apparently <laughs> you do you do oh, so here it comes lockdown two the sequel electric boogaloo <laughs> but at least this time around, nothing should surprise us. We're seasoned professionals at any and all lockdown-related conundrums. <laughs> yes, we definitely are now. We are. You're, the Bright World team it isn't quite as catchy as X-Men, but I think it's going to, you know, it's going to hit Twitter. It's going to start trending. <laughs> Let's get that hashtag out there. <laughs> Guys, thank you all so much for your continued hard work. And I have no doubts we'd all be running around like headless chickens without you and the rest of the team being so cool headed about everything going on. <laughs> uh, I'd like oh, to thank, thank everyone who's listening today. Uh, and sort of hearing about what's been going on recently with our team. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Leah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's been really good to chat it all through and hopefully our, our listeners have, have found it useful too. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, listeners. 
uh, for tuning in and we hope to hear from you soon bye everyone bye bye thank you for listening to bright sounds a podcast from brightwell guardianships if you're interested in finding out more about anything we've discussed today please visit our website www.brightworldguardianships.com or follow us on Facebook and Twitter to find out more. Bright Sounds is available as a podcast on major podcast platforms or by subscribing directly to us on Podbean. Please look forward to more fascinating interviews and discussions with our Brightworld team and expert guests. Take care and we'll hear from you at our next Bright Sounds podcast.